Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm back. I'm here. I'm talking sports, talking week five. God, it's week five already in the NFL. Jeez, it's October already. We're almost, uh, we're like, what, like two months, three months away from the end of the year? Jesus fucking Christ. All right, whatever. I mean, it makes sense when it's football season, but whatever. It still feels weird. First of the season flew by. I'm, I'm excited that it's week five. Next week, we're getting some buys. Uh, should be pretty interesting, but whatever. Let's get into it. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's start with the Thursday night game, which is happening in... Like, two hours? I'll get this out beforehand, but it's happening in, like, two hours. Um, yeah, I've got the Rams in this one pretty easily. Uh, I'm definitely going to take the minus two and a half spread that I've got. I'll probably take them just money line because it's easier that way. I mean, these division games can sometimes get a little bit close where I'm like, eh, do I really want to take any of that? It's in Seattle, I know. Like, whatever. It's not, like, we really have, like, the 12-man stuff that I don't really care about that at all. It doesn't matter to me at all. But, yeah, I'll take the Rams minus two and a half, and I'll take the Rams money line, um... It's going to be a fun game. If you check me out on Twitter at Bacon Games Jesse on Twitter, I'll be putting out my bets for this uh, for this game. I'm going to try and do it. I'm going to try and also do bets on like Sunday night, maybe do some props, and then also on Monday night. Uh, or at least throw them out on Twitter. Because, uh, yeah, I do, I do bet on most of these games, but at least I'll throw that stuff out on Twitter. I, I remember last year I was pretty bad at the props. I think, which is something I've seen on Twitter that I'm going to steal, I think I'm going with the, the under gang. I'm just going to bet a lot of unders because. Man, a lot of things can go wrong in these games, and not a lot, you know, goes right all the time. Like, you, first off, if you were to pick, like, a receiver, like, uh, let's say Van Jefferson, because I might actually bet on Van Jefferson over tonight, which is not fucking kill me, but it might happen. Um, like, he has to get the amount of targets to get there, he has to get the amount of catches, he's got to get the amount of yards, and there are, like, three other guys that can, that can get there. Uh, you know, in, instead of him, or in favor, yeah, instead of him. It, it's just odd to... It's just odd for me to, like, pick overs on stuff unless I'm really confident, because there's just so many variables that can go wrong. Like, just, just, it could be a Robert Woods day, it could be a Cooper Cup day, it could be a running game, they could not score at all. Like, a lot, it has to be, like, the Rams are scoring, they're probably in more of a shootout, and Van Jefferson has to catch the ball. Like, that's just a lot to go right, you know what I mean? I don't know, it's, it's odd. The, the total for this is 33 and a half, um, might even be under on that one, too. I, I think the Seahawks still have a better defense than people, uh, think they do. Jamal Adams is a great playmaker. He's always been one. That's his position. He's a box safety, but he's a playmaker. That's what he does. He's pretty much like a linebacker who can play decently well in coverage. You use you don't use him as like a traditional safety at all. I mean, he's a strong safety. He's a box safety. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not going to start coughing on this one like I did last one. I just had a little bit of shit in my throat. Fuck you. Um. Anyway, continue. Moving on. Uh, for this one, I don't care if Chris Carson is active or not. If you need to start a running back, I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with Alex Collins. I uh, watched the film uh, yesterday. He looked faster than uh, than Chris Carson. He looked stronger than Chris Carson. He looked better than Chris Carson. Just straight up, like it, it wasn't even. He's looked better than Chris Johnson. Uh, Chris, uh, blah, blah, blah. Chris Carson has all year. Alex Collins looks way better. I mean, we might see some Travis Homer. There might be some other stuff involved, but I mean, at least he'll get like seventy percent of the snap share. It's going to be tough against Aaron Donald on that defensive line. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to start these running backs if I don't have to. There are certain circumstances where you have to, and they're not terrible starts. I think Alex Collins is around 
30th in my rankings, like 25th maybe. I expect him to get a lot of the shares, which, you know, opportunity is what it is. I mean, you see what happens to Najee, right? Like, he's with a terrible line. He isn't that great of a runner. He catches a lot of balls, though. That, that's something Alex Collins probably won't handle. But, you know, the volume is there, and he's, like, what, like the 13th best running back in half-point PBR, which is the only format I care about. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. All right, well, let's move on to the Jets and the Falcons. Uh, I've got the Jets in this one straight up. I've got the Jets plus three. This game is at 9.30 in the morning, uh, Eastern Time, uh, on Sunday. It's the first London game of the year, which they didn't have any London games last year, because uh, of COVID, obviously. But it's interesting they have them now. I mean, I guess it makes sense. The world is pr pretty open right now. But nevertheless, it, do it, it did, and it does still kind of feel like a trap game that people should be all over Atlanta on this one, because they were close to beating Washington, and Washington won on the late McKissick touchdown last week. And the Jets did win a game, you know, they beat the Titans, put everyone on notice, so I feel like a lot of the money probably goes in on the Jets, but I, I mean, I do just like the Jets better. I, I like Bryce Hall, he's the best cornerback out of any cornerback in this matchup. Jets have a better defensive line, even Grady Jarrett, you know, being on the Falcons, and I did like what I saw from Fowler last week. <sighs> I, I, the offensive line's definitely a toss-up, uh, but, and I guess the ex-playmakers like Corey Davis and Cordell Patterson, I think I'll take Corey Davis there. I like Zach Wilson a good amount. I think the Jets defense is just better, and, and they'll beat the Falcons. You know, plus three is not a bad bet. It's minus 120. I see on FanDuel right now. I, I like that a decent amount. The over-under 45 and a half, I think the Falcons have a pretty terrible defense, and the Jets aren't that good of a defense either. But obviously, the you know, the big thing in the room is, you know, the big whatever issue is no Russell Gage, and as of today, no Calvin Ridley. So, kind of a big deal, but I still kind of like the over here. Both defenses are kind of bad, and, I mean, if they just get Cordell Patterson, Mike Davis, Kyle Pitts, I mean, he'll just line up out Kyle Pitts, right? Yeah. Pitts will just line up outside. I I'm, I'm assuming he'll just take over receiving duties, and they'll use Hayden Nurse as more of a traditional tight end like they have kind of been using in most of the year. But, yeah, I mean, that that is what it is. I, I, I expect the over-under for targets that Pitts should have should be, like, 15. It should be, like, a 15 and a half or something like that. Maybe like 14 and a half or 13 and a half, maybe. But I'll take I'll take the over 13 and a half. Maybe maybe it's, it, it should be around 15. He should get like 15 targets for sure. I it has to be a big game for him. I don't think CJ Mosley's not gonna be able to cover him. Is Marcus Main gonna be able to cover him? Is uh any of the safeties that they have for the Jets gonna be able to cover him? I don't know. I mean, if they got Bryce Hall on him, it, it should be an interesting matchup, at least, you know, if he, if he lines up outside, like I've been saying. But yeah, Pitts is definitely a fire up. I mean, I like any any uh pretty much any offensive player you want to start in this game sounds good. Like, I'll start Michael Carter. I'll start Corey Davis. <sighs> if Denzel Mims got the start, I would a thousand percent start him, but the Jets continue to be fucking stupid, and it really bothers me. Just trade Mims, dude. He's a second-round pick. You can get, like, maybe fifth-round draft capital for him. He was, like, the 34th overall pick. I just don't understand. Don't- why are you- why are you keeping him on the bench? Like, Braxton Barrios isn't that good. Uh, you have Elijah Moore out there learning, and, you know, with- with Zach Wilson. Why isn't- uh, why isn't Mims out there? I It really bothers me. I'm very upset about this, as you can tell. Fuck the Jets. Whatever. I still picked them to win. Anyway, this line has changed. We got the Eagles and the Panthers. This is interesting, because the Eagles are plus three. Or, or I'm going to take the Eagles plus three, because I'm going to the Eagles straight up. But this line started off, I think, like four and a half when I checked uh, last. I think it was minus four and a half. It's very, very interesting. I am interested in that, because I do want to take the Eagles... They um, didn't put up that great of a fight against Kansas City. Kansas City pretty much destroyed them. They got they got lucky with some touch not lucky. They scored some touchdowns late that made it look a lot nicer for the Eagles, you know. But I don't trust Sam Darnold, especially second half Sam Darnold, which is still a thing that's happening. I don't trust the offensive line. Hargrave has been an amazing defensive tackle. Still of Cox, 
They they have a good defensive line. Darius Slay's not that bad. DJ Moore should be fine. I don't expect uh, McCaffrey to play, even if he's like ready to go. I expect them to hold him out another week. There, there's no reason. That guy, I don't know why people haven't given the injury-prone uh, tag, because he's a small dude who catches a lot of balls and has been hurt a lot. He gets the injury uh, tag bug for me, or the injury... Whatever. He, he's injury-prone. I do not want to force that guy back any early. We saw it happen to Saquon a few years ago. He's not as... I mean, he is more fragile than Saquon, too. Uh, but, I, you know, you just don't want this stuff happening. I, I'm also still worried about Austin Eckler, man. That guy has completed one season his entire career. He's doing great right now. He's been great. He's like, what, the third running back, second running back in the in fantasy and half-point PPR? He's definitely top five. Still worry about him for injury. I, I'm not saying sell high on these guys, because if they do finish, they're, they're going to win you championships. If they do finish the entire year. But, you know, we got 18 games... Or 17 games, 18 weeks this time. Doesn't make sense to rush these guys back when you still have, God, what, four games? So we got, I mean, we're, 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 left, we're like 22%, 23% left of the season. Like, I, ew. yeah, don't want to rush these guys back. So I don't expect to be back. Harvard will be, Harvard will be there. And, you know, Darnold does check down fairly well to these guys. You know, he did create, he did create a lot of time in the pocket looking for guys to be open. Terrace Marshall has been whatever. Darnold cannot hit Robbie Anderson deep. Our Darnold doesn't have a good deep ball. He just doesn't. It's just, he, isn't isn't a good deep ball thrower, uh, and that's kind of where Robbie Anderson succeeds uh, the most, I think. And he's had what Teddy Bridgewater and Darnold throwing him his entire career. I feel hey, what a wasted career for Robbie Anderson, man. If you were to get this guy on like Kansas City, and I know Kansas, it's like a, that's obviously like a huge jump, but like if you were to get this guy in Kansas City, and uh, him him and Tyreek Hill might might be like similar fantasy starts for me. Like he he, he is that good. He's a very good receiver. He just needs a quarterback that isn't a checkdown shitter like the past two have been for him, honestly. Uh, so he's probably a sit for me. Um, I was going to say Dan Arnold's a start, but he's a Jaguar. <laughs> Tommy Tremble, you can't start. He's a blocker no matter what. He got that one touchdown on Thursday, and I was like, oh, it's Tommy Tremble time! It's Tommy Tremble time! And I did post a picture of my nice Tommy Tremble card, which I really like, because he's a good player. And I just, I think it's a, I think it's a nice card. I don't expect that value to go up or anything like that. I think it was like three bucks anyway. But it's, you know, it's a numbered card, and I like it. Anyway. This is an Eagles game. I feel like the defense is average. The offense might be above average. Um, I love Devonta Smith. I've always liked him. He was my number two receiver coming out of the draft in front of Chase, behind Waddle. Uh, I like what I've seen from Hurts. He's the better quarterback. And in this matchup, I'll take that. Look, I love Carolina, man. I love Matt Rule. And I've been saying it for a while. One of my bull predictions is that they make the playoffs. It could still happen. It definitely can. But... <sighs> They did not pass the good, the, 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 you know, big boys test against Dallas. Dallas crushed them. It wasn't close. It got close towards the end, but again, just like the Eagles game, it wasn't close. Yeah, actually pretty similar coming into the week. That's interesting. It isn't Carolina, but I don't care. We'll take the Eagles plus three. I'll take Philadelphia straight up plus 142 for the, you know, the money line or whatever. I think that's pretty nice. All right, then next we got Miami and Tampa Bay. I don't want to spend too much time on this one because I've got the Buccaneers taking this one. They're minus 500. Probably won't be placing a bet. But I'll take Tampa Bay here, even with the loss of Carlton Davis, who just went on the IR. Bless up today. Very, very disappointing. You know, Murphy Bunnings aren't in the IR. I still think they have enough depth on this team to be, you know, overcome this stuff for sure. And Miami just, they don't hold on to the ball enough. They, I, no Will Fuller. Still no Tua. I don't expect him to play in this game. Uh, although I, I think he was trending in the right direction. Let me just real quick. Tua. Let's just, we'll just search Tua. That should be easy, right? Uh... I don't think, hmm, I don't think there's any real updates, but I think he's, 
I want to say he's going to be back next week. I think that's when he can come off the IR, because he was went on the IR week two, right? And then week three, week four, week five. So that's three weeks on the IR. He's coming back this year, obviously. May maybe another week after that, but, you know, he's coming back on. I uh, just looking at this one. There's a fun stat about uh, the Bills, which we'll get to. And actually, you know, I'll just save this on my thing. We'll get to when we get the Bills there. But anyway, uh, yeah, Jacoby Brissett versus Tampa Bay. It's going to be tough. Brady almost lost to the Patriots. <laughs> Might have should have lost that game, honestly. <laughs> Wasn't great. Nevertheless. I'll take the Tampa, I'll take Tampa Bay definitely straight up. The over-under is 48 and a half, so I'm not expecting, I think this is pretty middle of the road. Hmm. I think I like Miami plus 10. I still believe in that defense. I don't think it's that bad. It hasn't really been that bad on film either. They, they didn't get to the passer. They've got two good outside cornerbacks. I like the safeties. I like the linebackers. I don't know why. I, I remember PFF being really down on like Rowe and oh, one of the linebackers that I'm forgetting. I was like, I, these guys are good players. I, 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 was very skeptical of that, and they have been playing really well this year. Uh, I, I like Jalen Phillips. You know, I'm a big fan of him. They just need to hold on to the ball more. Please. Please do it. Um, so, yeah, whatever. But the offensive line hasn't really come along as well. They're all very young, though. I like Young, Eichenberg, Jackson. These guys are young. They're good. Really would be great, you know, if they can get Wolf Fuller out there, but they need to They need to use Waddle a little bit more. Brissett was checking down a lot. Even two Waddle is good for Gasecki, definitely, that Brissett's in there. And I think it might even be good when two is in there. But Tua definitely has a better deep ball than Brissett. Because Brissett's a big dude, but man, he just checks that ball down all the time. Gotta get it to Waddle deep. Gotta figure that out. I think maybe they can against a little bit of a hurt, se Tampa, second, uh, hurt Tampa secondary. The front five for uh, Miami, <clears throat> their offensive line, front five. It sounds kind of weird because everyone says front four. When they're talking about defense, obviously I'm talking about the offense now. They're young, they're inexperienced. Vita Vey, might feast. JPP, might feast. Shaq Barrett, might feast. They still have a very good front seven. Levante David, still there. Still very good. Even though the secondary is a little banged up. But this feel, I, I, I don't think Miami is as bad. I know they got blew up by Buffalo. I know they've gotten blown in a few times. I, I, I like the plus 10. I think I'm on Miami plus 10. And then we'll take the Tampa Bay straight up. Um, yeah, that's what it is. All right, next up, we got the football team at, or I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints at the football team. I'm taking the football team plus two and a half, and I'm taking them straight up. It's a very, very easy one for me. Super easy. <laughs> it's actually really not. This is, this should be a close game. Uh, both teams have good defenses. Jameis Winston does not push the ball deep. The football team has a very similar. These teams are very similar. Not that good of quarterbacks. Star wide receiver, you know, Saints when Michael Thomas is back. Uh, obviously, um, <clears throat> I was going to say Taylor Heineke, but Taylor Heineke throwing to Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin's a stud. They have good offensive lines. They've got good running games. You know, it's funny, Washington football team has, you know, the, the Kamara uh, Latavius Murray shit going on here, which is super fun. Except, honestly, the football team, <sighs> it's a bit, I think it might even be a better combo. As much as I love Kamara, love McKissick, and I'm really coming, not coming around, because I did like, um... Uh, what's his name? 24. The guy out of Memphis, and I'm totally blanking on his name because I don't like him. Or I didn't like him kind of the year. I didn't like his draft stocks. I think people were just pricing in too much of the, oh, he's going to catch the ball because he's a converted wide receiver. Or, or, forget that McKissick had like over 100 targets or like close to 100 catches last year. Just fucking insanity to me. What's his name? I know he's number 24. It's not McKissick. Damn. Why does PFF literally have him as like the starter when he's <laughs> he's not? Uh, Antonio Gibson. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. Antonio Gibson. Okay. I think, like, the Gibson combination with McKissick is probably better, because Latavius Murray, at least, like, at this point in their careers, definitely isn't as good. I know he's not on the same thing, where he's obviously on the Ravens, but uh, Latavius Murray is, but anyway, you know, just getting back to it. They're very similar teams, really, really good. They have good defenses, good cornerbacks. Uh, the football team just needs to... I know they ran a lot of zone last year, but that's not what William Jackson should be doing, and Kendall Fuller can definitely play man. Uh, th this team 
should be playing man. I think it must be the safeties that are ruining it because the off the defensive line for the football team is still really good. Really, really good. And on the other side, New Orleans has two really good corners. I like Abeto. I think he's been doing really well this year. Uh, even though that one game last week was not very good, still think he's been very good uh, just total in the season. Lattimore had like a down game last year. Last week, the whole Saints defense had a bad day game last week. I think they'll come back. But I'm also expecting a defensive resurgence from the football team. I know they've been one of the worst in the league so far, but the personnel is all there. They just need to fucking figure it out, okay? And the reason, I guess, I like football team more with their defenses, I think, are... I'll give the Saints an up there, but I th at least right now they've been playing better. But I think at the point where football team figures it out, which I hope they can this week against James, who doesn't really push the ball deep. I hope they can figure it out, and then they'll be on the same level defensively, and then I like the football team offense way better, for, for sure. I mean, Kamara is pretty much the only engine that goes to the Saints. You know, Jameis isn't pushing the ball at all. He's just, you know, if the defense can handle it, they'll try and win the game by not turning over the ball, which is fine for Jameis because he turned over the ball a shit ton, but he's got, like, what, 600 passing yards through four weeks. He's got, I mean, he had five touchdowns in the first game, so I think he's got, like, eight now or maybe six or seven. He's got a decent amount in, like, two picks or maybe three, but... He's not really doing it for them. He's just, you know, letting the defense, letting the running game do it. And I think the football team, especially that defensive line, will shut down the running game a lot better than any of the teams they faced so far. Even the Giants, which I really like their defensive line, especially against the run, too. But I think this is a football team game. Uh, Heineke, I don't like as a quarterback. I think he's worse than Jameis, for sure. But he just forces the ball to McLaurin, and he'll get rewarded for that, just like he was last year, or last week, because McLaurin is an insane receiver. He's in my top five for wide receivers this week. It's going to be tough against Lattimore, but McLaurin... Should, you know, the NFL rules favor uh, wide receivers. He, he he can't be shut down by anyone. It should be a fun matchup to watch, though. I don't think any of the New Orleans receivers are anywhere close to any of the t caliber of talent that the football team has. They just haven't put it together, and it really frustrates me. But football team, we'll take them. This is kind of a toss-up anyway, but they got plus 116, so I'm in on that. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't hate it if you uh, bet against the Saints, the, or bet with the Saints. The over-under for this one's actually 43.5, and, and I kind of like that under. Team under. Hashtag team under. Anyway, all right, the next one we've got up here is the Titans and the Jaguars. Titans at Jacksonville, only four and a half point favorites. Uh, it looks, it seems to be that a lot of guys are trending in the right direction. I don't know if Julio is, but AJ Brown definitely is trending in the right direction. So with that said, Shaq Griffin should get him. Play pretty good against Jamar until like, we're pussies and moved him inside and fucking beta cucks, but it is what it is. I don't think Shaq can cover A.J. Brown. No one can cover A.J. Brown. I don't care that he's had kind of a down statistical year. He's still a great receiver. Tannehill's a great uh, a great quarterback. And the Titans also have my number one running back for the week in Derrick Henry. Because if you know anything about the Jaguars, and you probably only remember, you probably only know Jaguars or watch Jaguars games when they're in prime time. So it was last week, and then every time they played the Titans for the past five years. So you know what Derrick Henry can do to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they don't have a linebacker who can tackle him. They need to stop him in his tracks immediately, because that's how you stop Derrick Henry anyway. Hamilton's got to get a lot of pressure. Taven's got to get a lot of pressure. Our ends fucking suck. I mean, I like that we're in a 3-4 now, and I think it really helps the defense, but Chase Allen's been bad. Uh, Josh Allen's been fine, but not that good. Miles Jack's been kind of used out of position again, which is insane because he was out of position, used out of position in 2017 or 2019. He was bad. Then he was back in the right position in 2020. He was good. Now he's back in the wrong position, and he's doing not that well, and it's really fucking pissing me off, but I'm a digress. I don't know why the Jaguars traded with Sidney Jones and traded with CJ, uh, CJ Henderson. Doesn't make any sense to me. I, I know they want to use Tyson Campbell, because whatever, but he isn't that good. Sidney Jones is actually pretty good, and he's like 25 years old or 26. He could be a big part of this team for years to come, but for whatever reason, Urban just is toying with this team, or Balky is toying with this team, whoever the fuck is doing it, and they're ruining it by trading away all our guys that we used a lot of draft capital on. You know, we didn't have, we don't have ETN. Chase sounds a bit of bust so far. We traded away CJ Henderson. What is going on here?
Whatever. Yeah, you know, this game, this game will, will definitely, uh, the, the point spread could go up or down depending on who's active and who's inactive. I got the Titans straight up, and I'll take Titans minus four and a half. The one uh, good thing about the Jaguars is that, you know, we, we did, we have seen some flashes from Lawrence. He's getting better as the weeks have gone on, which is kind of insane because he was pretty bad week one. But I, I, you know, I like that he takes chances. You know, I, w- I want to see a rookie quarterback, you know, adjust to the speed of the game and just see what he can do. Jaguars have Marvin Jones, and they still have Vishka Schnoll, who, you know, aren't as good as DJ Shark. DJ Shark is better than both of them, whatever, I'll stick by that forever. It should be better for them to catch the ball. James Robinson is an absolute stud, and, you know, I'll, I'll just say, uh, for all the dumbasses out there, it's like, oh, is he undrafted for region? He's not that good, he's a plotter, he just runs straight ahead. You're a dumbass, and you're getting proved wrong right now. And I understand that, you know, this isn't... Carl's side did get hurt. Travis Etienne obviously did get hurt. This isn't a me victory lapping that I, I love him, that I knew he was going to be good in fantasy, like a top 12 fantasy guy, until those guys got hurt. Then he obviously was. But, you know, a lot of people just really didn't doubt this undrafted free agent. They're just using, you know, the past and not looking at, which, you know, is a fine thing to do. You can look at past statistics and and past, uh, you know, numbers or percentages to see, you know, if guys can succeed or not. But you need to look at the individual case. You know, that makes sense for the broad. You know, if we were looking at, oh, most of these UDFA guys will not get there, but some do, and you need to look at the actual case study, and you need to watch the actual film of James Robinson, and if he did that, you'd know he'd be this good, and you know you should have hammered the fuck out of him as soon as ETN got hurt, instead of pussy-footing away like other people did. Insanity. I still am a big believer in the Titans defense, but the Jaguars have a pretty good offensive line. I wouldn't start the Titans uh, defense in fantasy. You know, Trevor just didn't, uh, last, game, last game, did not have any turnovers. He can run the ball pretty well. Jaguars don't seem to let up a lot of sacks as much as like Titans defense, and for whatever reason, sometimes they can't get it together. I think Fulton ends up on Lavishka if they if they do, you know, carry those guys, and Jack Rabbit will be on Janoris Jenkins. I'm pretty sure his nickname is Jack Rabbit. I, I keep saying that, and I'm not sure if that's true. I haven't taken the time to look it up, but whatever. Janoris Jenkins, take him on. I'm probably on Marvin Jones, I think. And those are pretty two. Those are two damn good corners. I, I'd be curious to see how the Jaguars' uh, offense or wide receivers does against them. Should be very very interesting. Wouldn't start the Titans defense, but start all the position players, uh, you know, the three position players I like. You know, obviously, Tannehill's will start. He's a top 14 quarterback for me. Um, I've got, obviously, Derek Henry's my number one. If A.J. If AJ Brown plays, he's an easy slot and start. Like, that. you're obviously not questioning that, nor should you be. I like Levishka more than I like Marvin Jones, because I don't think Marvin Jones is that good. But both should get run, and they both should be played, along with, obviously, James Robinson. Dan Arnold, too. You know, honestly, Trevor is a guy who seems like he throws the Titan a lot more than Jaguars quarterbacks have. Yeah, quarterbacks have in the past. And Dan Arnold's not a bad uh, tight end. I don't know why the Jaguars, if they wanted a tight end, traded away Josh Oliver, drafted a guy in like the fourth, fifth, or I think the fifth round, Chris Manhurts, and didn't sign anyone in the offseason when Dan Arnold was actually a free agent. Fun fact. Fucking terrible, terribly run organization. I could run this better on Madden. I, I think I think a 15-year-old could run this organization better on Madden than the actual Jaguars have done this year. Fucking insanity to me. I hate that I'm a fan of them so much. Anyway, I think I spent enough time talking talking about the Jaguars right now. I think I think I can move the fuck on. All right, we got the Vikings and the Lions. Uh, Lions are a playoff team. The uh, I mean, sorry, <laughs> the Vikings are a playoff team, even though they're one and three. Yeah, one and three, and the Lions aren't. They lost Rag now, who is holding together offensive line. Penny might not be able to play. This is an easy Vikings victory. The, the point spread is ten. I'll take the Vikings minus ten, and I'll take them straight up. Very very easy one for me. As much as I do like um, Goff, if he is under pressure, which I believe the Minnesota Vikings defense can do with Penny and Ragnow, obviously Ragnow's on the IR, so it's not even a question anymore. With Ragnow being out for the rest of the year, and with Penny possibly missing time, there's no way the Vikings don't get a lot of pressure on him, and I, I don't like the Minnesota secondary because they're not playing Dan Zantler enough. Uh, Dantzler, I don't, know how to say, I don't know how to say that guy's name. Whatever, he's the third, third or fourth round Third round pick from Minnesota last year. Whatever, he was the cornerback that didn't go in the first round and got cut because he got in some weird legal trouble. 
Anyway, Patrick Peterson isn't that good. I, I, it'd be fun. It'd be really, really fun to see Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown just take to task Patrick Peterson. I'm ready for those gifts. I'm ready for that shit to happen. I want to see it happen. I think it could. Uh, that would be pretty fun. And also, like, Quintus Cephas. I mean, we're seeing Cephas finally with a good quarterback. And Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. He's at least an average quarterback. I think he could be good, honestly. But, nevertheless, I... It's fun seeing these guys with good quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm in Ross St. Brown and also Quintus Cephas. Very, very fun. Hawkinson's the best receiver on this team. Goff likes throwing to him. I get it. I would, too, probably. Also, Cephas and St. Brown, too. It's a nice little young core they got. And they obviously throw the ball to the running backs all the time. So, good for fantasy. It's still fine. You know, the... the, the Offensive line being lost is fine, because they'll probably just throw the ball more, and they throw the running backs a bunch, so everyone will get involved. Minnesota should be up by a bunch. It's a division game, so 10 points scares me, but I don't see why the Vikings really lose this one. The, the Lions probably have... It's like the Lions and Atlanta probably have two of the worst defenses in the NFL. Then maybe Houston, or then maybe the Jaguars, then maybe Houston. Yeah, it's something around there. Football team, I think, is like literally like 30th, but they're just so much more talented. I, don't know, I can't count them all the way back there. Nevertheless, Vikings by a million. Go Vikes. They're still a playoff team in my mind. Now, we've got a really fun game. The over-under for this one is 39.5. Give you like two seconds to guess what game this is. 1-2. It's the Broncos and the Steelers, obviously. Big Ben looks like shit. Drew Locke is shit. Both defenses are pretty good. The Dolphins are a better... Both defenses are top... Top 7? Top 8? Maybe top 5? I, I, I have to think about it real quick. I think the Broncos are a top 3 for sure. Steelers, top 6, I think, for sure as well. So top, two top six defenses going up against pretty bad teams. Denver has a good offense, a better offensive line than Steelers by far. But if it's going to be fucking, um, if it's going to be Drew Locke, and even if it was Teddy, I still think I'm on the Steelers in this one. It's at Pittsburgh. I like the Steelers in this one. I like them versus Buffalo in week one. They can beat good teams, and the Broncos are a worse team than I think Buffalo. Not by much, but I think they're a worse team than Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I just, I'll take the Steelers here. Uh, I don't expect this to be a fun game. I don't expect this to be a good game, but I think Mika has a rebound one. I think TJ Watt will get up in there. Ingram's been great. Casey Hayward's been great. Bush has been great. I like the cornerbacks better than I liked them last year. I could say the same shit about the Broncos. Vaughn's been great this year. He's been really, really impressive, actually, Vaughn. I don't think people are realizing enough because he's just been out of the picture. He wasn't, he was hurt all last year. He's been great this year. You know, I love uh, Sertain. I love the safeties. Oh my God, Jackson and... Uh, 31, Isaiah, uh, not Isaiah Simmons, but Simmons, Justin Simmons. They're probably the best safety combo in the entire league. God, they're, they're still really good. It's going to be a ground and pound game for sure. I like the Denver Broncos running backs better because they're both good and they get a lot of rest and all that stuff, and they have a better offensive line, better than Najee, but Najee will get a lot of touches. The only ones I want to start in this game are the running backs. Sit everyone else by far. Plus, I, I, I mean, the reason I take the Steelers too is that, you know, I think this will be a running game. I think the running backs will be really, really key to this game, which is stupid and shouldn't ever happen, but the Steelers are electing to go with Big Ben, and probably Drew Locke is going to start, so ugh, it's going to be real bad, but nevertheless, um, I think up the middle, Steelers are a lot better, or at least around the line of scrimmage, Steelers are a lot better than the Broncos, you know, at least stopping the pass, or at least stopping the run, so, and that'll be important this game. Now, moving on to the Packers and the Bengals. Packers are only three-point favorites, and they're like minus 164 straight up. I'm going to slam the fuck out of that. I don't hate the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow. I know the Packers did just lose Jair Alexander, and the Bengals should get back Jesse Bates. This still isn't close. Packers have a better offensive line. Packers still have a better defense. The Bengals did impress me on defense, too. I mean, I liked... 
Oh god, I think it's been a week or two since he's played, er, hmm, it's not been a week or two, but, um, who am I thinking of? I'm not thinking of Reader, but I'm thinking of a cornerback who I liked, who's like 20, Mike Hilton. I liked him a decent amount. He's been playing pretty good. You know, I like Jesse Bates. Von Miller's fine. Yeah, Logan Wilson did have that one interception, or maybe he has that too. DJ Reader is fine. I get it. There are good guys. We like Trey Hendrickson. We like Sam Hubbard. Uh, Akeem uh, 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 Davis Gather has had some good plays. It's not a bad defense. It really isn't. But the Packers have Kenny Clark. The Packers have Smith, which I forget. One of them's on the IR, and the other one isn't. He had a good game last week. They have uh, DeAndre Campbell, who's still good. I don't hate Stokes, who got his first interception last week. It's still a tough position to learn, but I think he can be okay, possibly. Uh, and then we have Aaron Rodgers with Dylan and uh, and Jones and, um, oh God, what's his name? Devontae Adams. Is this really, like, are we really going there where the Bengals are, are they're, they're a pretender. They're 3-1, and but they're a pretender. I'm sorry. I love Joe Burrow. I love T. Higgins coming off the injury. I still think he should be fine. I'm definitely starting wherever I can. Jamar Chase has been pretty good. Boyd has been pretty good. No Mixon's going to hurt, because I don't think he's going to play, and even if he does, I don't think he'll see the full workload. He's a sit for me, even if he's active, uh, especially going against uh, Kenny Clark and that run defense, which I think is pretty good. I just have to take Aaron Rodgers versus Joe Burrow. That's kind of what's going to come down to, these defenses. I, 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 I do think I'll give Cincinnati a little bit, I want to say they're a little bit better with Jair being out. You know, Jair was back in, and he wasn't on the IR for probably the whole year. Actually, I don't think he's on the IR yet, but if he wasn't out for the whole year, which you know, he might not be, uh, I, I would definitely take the Packers, but only three points. Like, if you're giving me Cincinnati, like, five, I could take that, but I'll take Green Bay minus three, and I'll take Green Bay straight up. Yeah, it, it's happening. I, I, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to lose to Joe Burrow this game. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I like Joe Burrow a lot. You know, I've, I've gushed about him. I like him better than Justin Herbert. It's not going to happen this time. It's not. All right, we got the uh, Patriots and the Texans. The Patriots did just trade away Stephon Gilmore, but I don't give a fuck. They still have good cornerbacks. They still have good defense. The Texans have been blown the fuck out in every single game. This game is only minus eight and a half. Easy, easy Patriots minus eight and a half. That is minus 110. Oh, I'll take that in heart. Because if you take that uh, like straight up, they're minus 430. Yeah, uh, Davis can't get it together. We know what Bill does against rookie quarter uh, quarterbacks. They're going to double the fuck out of Brandon Cooks, who is definitely a sit, sit everyone in the Texans. They're going to dominate this game. It, it. I mean, they dominated Herbert last year. They couldn't dominate Tua. They dominated Herbert last year. You expect Davis Mills to be good in his third start versus the Patriots and Belichick, who just should have won a game. I expect them to be very, very excited to get a bunch of points in this one. Um, I mean, that's a narrative. You know, you shouldn't really listen to that. But yeah, man, that is an easy Patriots for me. And now we're moving on to Chicago and the Raiders. This line has moved, I believe, as well. It's uh, five and a half right now at Vegas. I'll take Vegas straight up, but Chicago plus five and a half with the offensive line being kind of shaky. It seems like the Raiders are moving Leatherwood to guard instead of tackle. Quinn and Mack, I think, have like three or four sacks each. I've liked a lot of what I've seen from the Bears defense on film. I don't like what I've seen really from uh, from uh, from field so far. He's been okay. The Raiders have a good defense. I expect an Allen Robinson breakout game. I still like Arnett on that defense, even though he's been one of the worst players. I haven't really played as much as other guys. Disappointing, whatever. I still like Arnett, but that defense is good. That defensive line, those, those three edge rushers, Crosby, uh, Nassib, and Ngakwe, have been insane. Better better than the two there. I mean, you know, if I were to take Ngakwe and, let's say, Crosby, or the, or, you know, Crosby, or, yeah, I'm going to say Crosby and pick them up against Quinn and Mac. I think I'd want Ngakwe and Crosby, man. I think I would at this point, man. I, 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 Quinn, I know Quinn's been good, but. I don't expect him to be good, this good the rest of the year. Maybe he can be. You know, it's entirely possible, but mm, I'm, I'm not really betting on that in terms of the end of the year. We'll see what the stat, stat stacks 
sack stats look like at the end of the year. That's a tongue twister. But anyway, I, I do like the Bears plus five and a half. I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, it's not going to be an easy one for the Raiders, but they definitely pull it out. I'll take them straight up. I, I think that's an easy one. I don't want to sit. I don't want to. I don't want to start uh, anyone except on the on the Raiders. I don't want to start anyone except because I don't want to run. I don't. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball too well against you know Akeem Hicks and the rest of that defensive group. Who, as long as he's healthy, it's a very very good uh, uh, you know run stopping group with Roquan Smith there and all that all that good stuff and the other guys I mentioned. Obviously, Jalen Johnson's shutting. I'm gonna assume he's gonna be on Braylon. At, Braylon Edwards, God, what's his name? Edwards? It's not Braylon Edwards, obviously, because he hasn't been in the NFL forever. Mike Edwards, whatever Edwards is, the guy out of South Carolina is a fourth-round pick for, <coughs> excuse me, who's <coughs> a fourth-round pick last year. What's his name? Edwards, right? Las Vegas Raiders, right? Is it Brian Edwards, not, not Brian Edwards. God damn it, fuck me. Yeah, he's been good. You know, no one can really cover Ruggs if he gets one of those deep balls open, but what are you going to do against that one? I've liked a lot of what I've seen from Bush, number 26 on the Bears' safety. He's been really good this year. I, I, I do like what I've seen from the Bears. I, I think the defense is actually... They, they're definitely they're definitely a top-10 defense so far this year. And the Raiders are also 1-2, and I like the Raiders' offense better, but 5.5 points is a lot. 44.5 is the over-under. I'll take the under on that one. People believe in fields too much. It's going to be tough against the Raiders... A good Raiders defense. I think people think the Raiders are more of a pretender than Cincinnati, which fucking blows my mind. That's the dumbest shit I've heard in my entire life. The Raiders are in a tough division, and they've beaten good teams already. I, I expect them to beat Chicago here. The five and a half points is obviously, you know, a hedge, but that's a lot of points to be given me when these defenses are pretty evenly matched, and I think the offenses might even be evenly matched too, because there's no one, I mean, you know, as much as I like, uh, you know, the tight end, I think Allen Robinson is still a more talented receiver than, than him. It's not close for me. <laughs> Uh, even though the stats haven't shown it. And Mooney's actually been pretty good this year. I like Fields' deep ball with Mooney. They, they've connected really well. That could be tough for the Raiders to stop with inexperienced uh, safeties. Could be tough. That's kind of why I like the 5.5. It, it is definitely a hedge. And that's minus 112 for, for plus 5.5. And, and it's, it's minus 108 for minus 5.5. Pretty interesting because the money line is plus 200 for the Bears and minus 240 for the Raiders. If you're feeling a little spicy, the Bears plus 200 is definitely not with the, is not, you know, out of the realm possibility. Definitely not. It could be a fun bet. All right, the next one. We've got the Browns at the Chargers. Uh, this is an easy one for me. Uh, I'm taking the Browns, plus two. I'll take the Browns straight up at plus 108. Oh, I love that. The Browns are the second best team in the AFC. Chiefs are first. The Browns are second. After that, it could theoretically be the Chargers. It could be Buffalo, although I definitely don't think it's Buffalo. It could be the Raiders. It could be, after a few weeks, the Titans, even. It could be... That's probably about it in the AFC, right? Uh, yeah, that's that's in the AFC, but you know, definitely number two. They've got a really good defense. Herbert, I didn't think looked that good against a good defense last week, and the Browns have a better defense than the Raiders. They've got it all over the place. Good secondary, good safeties. They've got a whole plethora of good safeties. They've got three good cornerbacks. I think Newsom. Oh, they've at least got one very talented cornerback, and then Newsom and Greedy. I think are fine. Uh, I, I think you probably put Ward on, you know, if we're, if we're spying a guy, if we're, if we're like matching up for the entire, uh, the entire game, you probably put Ward on Keenan and you, I don't think Newsom can really handle Mike, uh, Mike Williams. So I think you probably put Greedy on him. And then, you know, if you have that third cornerback, I think Newsom probably plays the third cornerback in this game and plays maybe on the outside a little bit kind of weird, but or plays, you know, on the other outside, maybe he guards a guy like Pornham, who was pretty tall though. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Browns still have a really good, uh, you know, front front four. I love Clowney. He's good against the run too. Uh, 
probably not as good against an Eckler-type running back than he's against more traditional running backs, but as much as the Chargers' offensive line has been good, it's going to be tough guarding against uh, Garrett and the rest of this front. Very, very tough, in my opinion. Uh, in my esteemed, astute opinion. Uh, you know, Garrett's got, what, like six sacks? He had four and a half versus the Bears. Um, that is another thing that worries me, because the Raiders' offensive line hasn't been good, but it hasn't been as bad as the Bears. The Bears might have one of the worst, if not the worst, the offensive line in the entire NFL. And it definitely shows by stacks and, uh, sacks and uh, hurries, for sure. But anyway, I was going to check on what again? Oh yeah, I was going to check on the Browns' defensive line, because I was... I know I love this defensive line, but why don't... Why don't I mean, I, I like the two edge guys. You know, Clowney can play inside for sure, which is fine, but who, who am I thinking of else that's inside that I like? Why am I... Oh, JOK, also rookie of, the, rookie of the year candidate for sure. I like Malik Jackson. Yeah, I like Jordan Elliott a lot. Um, I like Toe Guy, but he hasn't really played. Uh, and then, you know, you've got Tack actually rotating. Tack McKinley, who's been pretty good uh, on, on, the, uh, on the rotation. I've seen him get a few sacks. You know, I don't really think it's because of him, but I, I do think it's because, uh, because there's a lot of pressure in other places, you know? I, I do like this team better than the Chargers, and I don't want to give the Chargers shit, because I think the Chargers actually have a really good team, if, you know, Herbert continues to be this good, which seems to be going in that direction, although, in his first four games, this last game was the worst one out of all of them, I think, and he didn't play, he played very good against Dallas for the most part, even though he did lose the game for them, but, you know, he's definitely keeping them in the game, because Dallas has a good defense. Nevertheless, I am definitely on the Browns, even with, you know, this injury that Baker's been dealing with. He didn't look good last week, and he didn't look good the week before either. They've got Odell back. I think Asante could probably handle Odell a, de a decent amount, but, you know, if they're able to just connect once or twice with Odell, because he should have, like, two touchdowns last week, so he's beating guys deep, and Baker just missed him. They're able to do that, you know, connect a few times, and they're going to be able to run the ball in the Chargers for sure. I, I, I do like the Chargers defensive line. I don't think it's bad by any stretch of the imagination, but against the run, against Cleveland's insane offensive line, which is better than the Chargers by far, it definitely is. I think they're able to win this game. They're going to control it, play Browns football. The over-under for this is 46.5. I'm definitely on the under for this one. Take the Browns plus two. I'll take the Browns straight up for sure. Moving on, we got the Giants and the Cowboys. Now, the Giants are a weird-as-fuck team, all right? I mean, if you're a Giants fan, you already fucking knew that, right? Uh, Kadarius Tony, the fourth wide receiver on my big board, looked great last week. Looked like he can do what he did in, the, in college in the NFL. Just like people, I was concerned that Lavishka and CD couldn't do what they did in college in the NFL, and they did it a decent amount in the rookie year. I'm expecting Kadarius Tony to do something similar. Now, Diggs is a bona fide superstar, kind of already, and it really is blowing my mind. He's got five interceptions, the most pass breakups I think with seven in the NFL currently. He's a great on film. He's been really good. I think he stays on Kenny Clark, uh, Kenny, Kenny Clark, geez. I think he's staying on Kenny G, Kenny Galladay the entire time, and with that being said, it opens it up for other guys who are there, you know, I don't think the Giants are going to have Shepard, I don't think they're going to have Slayton, so I think it's going to be tough. <sighs> Cowboys actually have a good, above average defense for sure, I'll definitely say that, I think at minimum they have an above average defense. The point spread is 7, I'll take Dallas minus 7, I'll take Dallas straight up, I get it. The Giants just came off a pretty good win. They have one win. It's a division game, but it is in Dallas. Dallas has an insane offense. And as much as I like James Bradbury and Kareem Jackson and the defensive line, and uh, even Jabril Peppers and uh, and Love, I, the Cowboys are going to beat the shit out of the, out of the Giants' defense. It's going to happen. Uh, this isn't a, I was going to say a Tennessee situation, but who did, did the Giants play New Orleans? Yeah, the Giants beat New Orleans last week, right? And New Orleans has a good defense, to, uh, has a good defense too, but they don't have a good offense like the Cowboys do. People are going to be all over the Giants because with a plus seven, at least. I feel like that's where a lot of the, you know, quote unquote, smart money is going to go. But Dallas is just an insanely better team. Or maybe that's where the public's going to go. Dallas is just an insanely better team. The over under for this is 52. It's a high over under. Uh, I'm probably, you know, we just went in doubt team under. I think I'm taking under that one. Uh, but yeah, start Amari, 
start both running backs for Dallas. Uh, Saquon is my number four, three. I think he's my number three running back. Actually, he's my number two running back in this week. Love Saquon. He's back. Don't care what the offensive line looks like. The Cowboys do have some pretty good linebackers. You know, I like Leighton Van Der Esch. I assume Jabril Cox is being promoted to a starter now that they released Jalen uh, Jalen Smith, Jalen John, whatever that guy was, number nine, who was not very good, who signed with the Packers. Yeah, the Packers. Uh, you know, I don't think he's very good anyway. I don't think it's really much of a big deal. I think it's kind of dumb, and I don't want to talk about it anyway. Who cares? Uh, Cowboys still have a pretty good defense. I actually like what Curse and the other guy who is like a, he's like got like four letters, and his name also starts with K, and I totally fucking grit his name. Both safeties have been pretty good. You know, Nishan Wright's been actually a little bit better than I thought. Uh, Lewis has been kind of okay in the secondary, number 26. Been okay, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm taking the Cowboys here. It's not close. All right, we're moving on to the next one. I spent way too much time talking about how much I love the Cowboys this year and how I actually think they're going to be a contender. And if anyone thinks they're a pretender, they're a fucking idiot. The Cowboys are going to win this division unless, you know, Washington really, really figures it out, which they can. Like I said before, Washington can definitely figure it out. They've still got a lot. They've got probably one of the best, if not the top, if not top two, Top five best personnel on defense in the NFL. They need to fucking figure it out, okay? Well, I don't know what the fuck the defensive coordinator is doing over there, okay? Anyway, uh, let's move. Let's move on to the, the 49ers and, this, and uh, the Cardinals. I'm taking the 49ers plus four and a half, and I'm taking the uh, the card uh, the 49ers straight up. This is a division game. It's in Arizona. I don't care. Arizona came off a very very impressive win against what is going to be the Super Bowl winner for this year, the LA Rams, um, and they look good in it. They dominated them. You know, AJ Green still very slow. But can catch the ball, and I've been saying that as much as I don't like him. He's still slow, can catch the ball, looks a little bit more spry. I mean, man, when he lunges for the end zone, which he's done a few times, that extension is like six yards, maybe? Maybe? Like, it, it's an insane extension with that guy's. Maybe, maybe five? I, yeah, I want to say it's like five yards when he can extend. It's fucking insane the way he looks on the goal line when you just throw him a quick screen. He's like, Ugh, I, I know you can't see me, but I just did a little bit of a jump where you, where you look and you try and, you know, get the ball, uh, you know, on the pylon or over the pylon, whatever the fuck it is. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't like him. I think Moore's a little inconsistent. Obviously, Kirk is inconsistent. Love DeAndre. I don't really think Sanford has a quarterback to stop him, but Sanford's defensive line is getting back to where it's good. You know, we will watch for injuries. I don't think Kittle practice today. I don't think Armstead practice today either. That could change come game time. You know, if, if we're seeing these guys who are good players who played well last week, go get, uh, not play against Arizona. It's going to be tough. If Trey Lance starts, he looked pretty bad. I could switch to Arizona, but I'm expecting a Jimmy G start. I'm expecting Kittle to play. I'm expecting Armstead to play, too. If that all happens, I'm going uh, Arizona easy. I'm going uh, 49ers easy. If we see Trey Lance, that'll definitely flip me to Arizona. If we don't see just the defensive end, but we see Kittle and we see Jimmy, I'll do it. But if Kittle's out and Jimmy's in there, it's going to be a lot closer for me. Uh, and I might lean Cardinals at that point, but... Because, you know, as much as I... I don't really know what Trey Lance is. From what I saw on film last week, he had all of his uh, rushing or all of his receiving yards on a broken play to uh, it was like a broken eighty or seventy-seven yard play to Debo. That was really really dumb. It was just a broken play. Nothing you can do about that. And he had like six or seven bad throws. It was a really bad game for him. He, you know, I will say, and I think it's pretty obvious. Anyone who's seen him on film or know anything about him, he looked good in the pocket. He rushed the ball for like forty yards. He looked really good rushing ball. I don't really understand why. This offense has two very, very distinctly different quarterbacks. Jimmy G is a, a good, you know, he fast reads, quick ball out, doesn't really have a deep ball, is good at not turning the ball over, can can run a little bit. And then the other side, they have uh, the number three overall pick in the NFL draft, Trey Lance, who can run the ball really well, has a really nice cannon deep arm, cannot make short throws 
even close to what Jimmy can, which is very odd. I feel like you have to switch up the entire offense for the 49ers when, when you play with Trey Lance at quarterback. It just, it just really baffles me. I mean, I understand that they probably, you know, got Trey. They wanted Trey because they're going to try and adjust maybe their offense next year. And maybe they like that they can run the ball so well because they can run the ball really well with that offensive line. Or whatever that scheme is and whatever personnel they got in there, doing a great job running the ball. Never have said anything bad about that ever, but maybe they'll transition next year into not being, you know, short, you know, screen game type, you know, short pass game type thing into like run the ball, have a great deep ball, and then also, you know, use some option plays with, uh, with fields. Uh, I'm sorry, not fields, with, um, Trey Lance. It, it just feels weird to switch it in season. And I think they probably expected Trey Lance to sit out the entire season unless Jimmy got hurt and then use him as decent insurance because this is a good San Fran team and they can definitely make the playoffs. I have them making the playoffs. <laughs> But it just, it's a radically different offense with those two guys in there. And we don't even know what running backs are in there. I thought Sermon played pretty good. Um, I think he benefited a lot from the offensive line for sure. But he looked strong running the ball. I think that's important when, you know, the holes are pretty big and you have to take on contact because uh, the holes are huge and there might be a linebacker in there or you just, you know, want to get those extra yards after getting the first five because your offensive line is really good at blocking. I think he's pretty good at that. He's a hard-nosed runner, and he was at Ohio State, and I think if, I think he fits pretty well in that role. I think if Elijah Mitchell comes back, it'll be a very similar split. I mean, when Elijah Mitchell comes back, which he might come back in this game, it'll be a, probably a, a split. I don't think Elijah just comes back and takes over. There's no way that happens. They'll ride the hot hand, and, you know, right now, it's 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 definitely Sermon. I mean, he got the most carries, for sure. Uh, Ushak did get used a decent amount, but there's no way I'm starting him unless I'm in, like, a deeper league than I even play in right now, which is... I play in pretty deep leagues. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, if everything stays good, all the healthy guys play. I got San Fran. I got San Fran plus four and a half, and I got San Fran straight up. If not, I'll probably lean to Arizona. Um, and I love Kyler. I love that team. I just, I think the defense isn't, it definitely isn't on the same level as the 49ers, but it's getting better. Isaiah Simmons has been okay. Uh, Bolton, I don't think, played, which is really odd. I, no, it's not Nick. Is it Nick Bolton? Or is Nick Bolton on Kansas City? Uh, which one? Is it... Nick Bolton was the guy out of Missouri, right? And I liked him a lot. Yeah, Nick Bolton is a chief. Who am I thinking of for the, um, he's the other linebacker that taken in that round. That wasn't JOK, which is a huge mistake, but, um, who am I thinking of for Arizona? Um, why am I totally blanking? Because I, oh, Zayvon Collins, who I think is really good. Zayvon Collins, yeah. I, I think Zayvon Collins is like a better version of Isaiah Simmons already, and Isaiah Simmons still hasn't figured it out, in my opinion, but whatever. That's fine. I <laughs> won't be too judgmental. I think, I think really, Arizona has a, has a decent ways to come defensively, even though they've been playing pretty good. I like Byron uh, Byron Murphy, what I saw from him. Boot is playing pretty well. JJ's doing... Yeah, okay. And, you know, they obviously had a big week one. But, nevertheless, you know, I, I'm sticking with my guns. I'm <laughs> sticking with what I've got. And, uh, yeah, that's gonna be pretty much it for this one. Yeah, let's go on to Buffalo, Kansas City. Buffalo's a fraud, they're gonna be exposed against Kansas City this game, and then next week when they play the Titans, the Titans are gonna beat them, and we're all gonna make a shit ton of money if you listen to this podcast by betting on the Titans when they beat Buffalo. Uh, it, they're only three-point spread. Buffalo does, and I will say again, Buffalo, and I have admitted this, and I didn't think it was possible, didn't, not that I didn't think it was possible, I didn't think it was likely, but Buffalo is a better defense than I expected, and I expect them to have a good defense. They, they're, they're a top five defense, no question. They haven't played against good opponents, and I'll list the quarterbacks they played against. Roethlisberger, two of her nine snaps, then Jacob Rupert for the rest of the snaps, which is like 60-something. Van Taylor Heineke, then Davis Mills, uh, they have obviously looked insane against all those guys. They've looked really good against all those guys, which is great, which is what you should do. But going against Mahomes... 
there's no way Josh Allen can compete. I'm sorry. I don't think Josh Allen is as good of a quarterback as Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's a controversial issue. What might be controversial is that I don't think Josh Allen is even close to being worth what his deal is going, what his deal ended up being. I think it was a really dumb deal. I know they had to pay him because he had an electric season last year. Um, and I love Diggs. He's been great, but, um, I'll take Mahomes and Tyreek over, uh, Diggs and Josh Allen any, any stretch of that in fantasy and in real life. And at this point, yeah, I'm expecting the Chiefs to like turn over the ball, you know, make make some fun magic happen. As much as I think Buffalo's a strong defense, just generally, Ben don't break. They're pretty classically good defense. The Kansas City scores sometimes, makes big plays sometimes, uh, flashy plays, kind of like what their whole team is. I expect that to happen, you know, once this game, because I don't think Josh Allen is that good. He's three fumbles this season. He's got he's got a few picks. He should have a lot more because they haven't played that good of opponents. And you know, they've really, you know, they've thrown the ball a lot in neutral situations, uh, which is fine. Uh, and they've had a pretty good running game, but they've just dominated these teams, and it hasn't it hasn't been close. When they take a real test against Kansas City, people are going to be like, oh, it's Kansas City, they're the best team, whatever, they're good, which is definitely true, they're the best team in the AFC. But they're still going to be riding high on Buffalo when they go, uh, I think, into Tennessee. Oh, and that's going to be such a moneymaker. I'm, I'm going to throw, I'm, I might even put some more money in that so I can throw more money on that game, because I am ready to make that fucking bank. I expect Tennessee, especially if they lose to Jacksonville this week, which is, you know, a possibility, it's a division game. If they lose to Jacksonville this week, that's going to be juiced to like 250 at least going up and going up against Buffalo. And I'll be there. And you'll be there if you listen to the podcast to make that money, I think. But, uh, you know, we're skipping ahead a little bit. Start all your guys, offensive guys in this game. Um, I'm probably sitting Singletary if I can. It was not a bad start. Um, I like Moss better, but, you know, they're going to they're gonna throw the ball a shit ton. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is going to have an amazing game. Uh, I think Beasley is still really, really good with Josh Allen. You know, they really complement each other well. He's got great hands. He runs a nice short routes, and Josh Allen has a huge cannon of an arm, even when he throws the ball short. Uh, I, I think they'll get back there, but Sanders kind of takes over that role a little bit, and I love what I saw in film. He's he, he's never really been bad. He's never really been good where, you know, you want him as, like, your number one receiver in, in like, New Orleans when, when Michael Thomas was hurt, but as your number two guy behind Stefan Diggs and, you know, theoretically, possibly behind wherever you put it, um, behind, uh, I just went, Cole Beasley. He's great there. He really is. Uh, and Josh Allen's a good enough quarterback to get on the ball there, you know? Now, I actually want to check, because I haven't checked in a while. <laughs> How is Gabe Davis doing this year? <laughs> I haven't checked at all. Let's see. Is he, has he even played? Oh, he has. He's been active, but he played a lot week one and hasn't really played that much since. Hmm. I noticed a lot of people are quiet about him on Twitter, I guess. That's why. This isn't been very good. Oh, my God. PFF has him ranked 94th out of 110. Let me see what his stats are, though. Is, does, does he have any stats this year? No, he does. He's got three catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like um, it's very similar to uh, last year where he had... Uh, let me double check his... Dude, wh- okay. <laughs> why is ESPN, like, the worst stat website in the entire world? Oh, my God. Well, I, I don't understand why... Uh, pro football reference doesn't like come up immediately when you when you when you Google these guys. It's so dumb. Pro football rash, dude. Like, what? It's the best thing for any kind of stats you want on anyone. What did he have last year? He was yeah, thirty five catches on sixty two targets, six hundred yards, seven touchdowns. Yeah, I mean he's got only seven targets this year. He's only started one game, but uh, kind of makes sense with the rest of their wide receivers. You know, I don't think a fourth round pick who didn't really have much uh, you know stuff going through. He was kind of a deep ball guy should really beat out Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley and, obviously, Stephon Diggs. Makes sense to me. Uh, Docs, Dawson, Knox is a, Dawson Knox is a flash in the pan, but, you know, tight ends are what they are. Uh, if you need to start him, start him, but definitely not recommended. Not a fan of him. And then the last game, we've got 
the two Baltimore teams, the Baltimore Colts and the Baltimore Ravens, you know, the old team. Anyway, uh, we got the Colts and the Ravens. Uh, yeah, the Ravens are minus seven and they're minus 330, 320, 320. 320. Uh, I'll take the Ravens up to like 10 and a half points, 12. I, I don't care. The Ravens are going to dominate this one. Uh, Colts are on a good team. They're one and three. They did beat Miami pretty soundly. That was, I don't want to say impressive, but I mean, Jonathan Taylor looked amazing. He, he, he had the best running game, I think, of any running back last week. As, as, as far as my recollection goes back. Yeah, he had the best running game of any running back, uh, besides, I guess, Derrick Henry, but he just he just gets fed so much. It's just impossible for him not to have good games, as long as he's getting fed. Um, like, he's never gonna, you'll never see a Derrick Henry game where he, uh, gets, you know, 25 to 30 carries where he has anything less than, like, 100 yards. There just, that just doesn't happen. It happens maybe once in a blue moon, but it barely happens. That guy will eventually break, uh, if you give him the right amount of carries. And he's gonna catch the ball this year, but Enough of that. Jonathan Taylor catches the ball. It looks like Naheem Hines actually popped up in the injury report with a, I think, hamstring injury, which is very yikes. If he's out, we'll see probably a little bit more Marlon Mack. And uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, comes very close to top six, even against the Ravens, which I like a lot. Uh, I think the Ravens are smothering defense. I love Arnett. I really do. Um, he's been a guy who I didn't really know much coming into the year, and he's been really good all year. I love his hair, too. Uh, and, you know, still have Jimmy Smith. They still have Marlon Humphreys, who's a shutdown guy. It's going to be tough for Pittman to really do anything against this team. Uh, the Ravens should win by a billion. They dominated a Denver team who was undefeated at that point. Yeah, they did beat up on two bad quarterbacks, but is Wentz really that much better than Teddy Bridgewater? Yes, but that much better? The answer is no. Look into your heart. The answer is no. Uh, Colts have not been able to pass block and nearly as, as well as they've been able to run block, and the Ravens will eat. Calais Campbell's been one of the best defensive, unsung defensive players in the NFL. Uh, it's not Ojolari, but uh, Ofede, uh, you know, he was the Penn State guy that changed his name, so I don't remember what his first name, Owe Ofede, I know it's O and O, but he's been good, he's got, I think, three sacks on the year, you know, Tice Bowser's been in there, uh, like I said, Calais Campbell, I think Queen's actually having a pretty good year, it's a very, very good team, oh, and I love their safeties, Chuck Clark and Elliot, I forget the Elliot's first name, but, um, you know, I wasn't really expecting them to be that good coming into the year, but they've impressed me a lot on film, I've, I've liked a lot of what I've seen, Colts just don't have enough, uh, their defense is bad too, I, I don't, uh, I like Kenny Moore, I love DeForest Buckner, uh, Blackman's definitely regressed, I think, this year. He has not been this good. Um, I don't, Darius Leonard's, like, an above-average linebacker, but he really needs, you know, a lot more help than he's getting. I don't think Quiddy Pay's been that good either this year. The Ravens' offensive line looked really good last week against a good defense, and the Colts just aren't. I mean, if, if Baltimore is able to score that much, and I know they had the ball for a long time because Denver had a terrible offense, they're able to score, like, 27 on, or 23, 27, 24 on Denver, then they can put up 30-plus on the Colts, not close. The over-under for this is 45 and a half. I'll take the over on this one. You know, like I said, team under, but definitely take the over on this one. All right, it's, like, seven-ish before the game. I wonder if the, when did the inactives come out? Inactive report Thursday night. Let's just see, let's just see if anyone's, a. uh, uh doesn't look like we have the inactives yet. I don't think so. Ooh. He's quite, yeah, uh, I'm just looking at this article. It says Chris Carson is questionable. Still questionable. It's going to be a, it's going to be a game time decision. Oh, oh, they got an update. He is out. Chris Carson is officially out. I was going to check Twitter on that uh, as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's 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 out. Okay, that's good. I, I did also make those adjustments. Oh, John Franklin Myers got an extension from the Jets. That's super cool. Okay, yeah. Um, Chris Carson's inactive. Who's inactive? Stone Fourth is inactive. That kind of sucks. Indi Indi Robert Indi Indiche Indiche is out. Uh, yeah. Carson's out. John Reed's out. Okay. Okay. Cool. Is are there Rams in that? Let me see. Rams in active. 
Um, is there? It's just it's just literally showing me Chris Carson <laughs> as I as I like search on Google. I'm literally just like, can I get? Uh, I'm just gonna look up the Seahawks. They'll probably post their thing. Just like, oh, I'm sorry, the Rams. Rams. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I'll just click. God damn. Why does it take so long? All right, for inactives for the Rams is no, oh Bryson Hopkins, pretty much no one though. Uh, he was he's a rookie anyway, right? Who cares? All right, so yeah, Carson's out. Uh, fire up your Collins if you want, but I'm really not that invested in him. Still take the Rams by at least three. Um, they're gonna win this game. Should be a lot of fun. Um, I appreciate y'all tuning in and uh, good luck this week. I will say again, uh, for if you want to know, you know, I do all these projections, I do these predictions, you know, on the show, I talk about each game, I watch all the film. I am 44 and 20. Shit, I should double check. I'm doing really well. I know I'm against the spread. I'm plus seven against the spread. So I think I'm 37, um, plus eight, or maybe it's 36 and 29. I know I have 29 losses, 37, uh, 36. Fuck. All right. You know, I'm sorry. So I'm just going to tell you real quick why you should listen to me. I know you got to the end. You know, if you already got to the end, you probably listened to me anyway. But, uh, you know, my predictions record is, yeah, uh, for the money line, I am 42 and 22 and against the spread. Okay. I was wrong. I'm plus six against the spread. I am 35 and 29. So if you like my analysis, if you think I'm good at talking about the games, if you like what I'm saying about these players, you gotta go or you should go with how I feel about the money line. Definitely. And with that knowledge, you can do some pretty good parlays. And then it gets spread in 35 and 29. I think I'm pretty good. I made a shit ton of money on the Raiders this year because I knew they were good coming into the year. They're still good. If people think they're pretenders and, you know, give them, you know, uh, good money on stuff, then I'll roll in that shit all day, dude. And you should as well. Um, I guess the one thing I'll leave you with is that Buffalo is overrated. Uh, Cincinnati is overrated. The, uh, the Raiders are underrated. Vikings are underrated. <laughs> Use that betting knowledge uh, the best you can, all right? And uh, good luck tonight. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.